0: Your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. Seventeen hundred KBGG.
1: Well, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to a Thursday here on seventeen hundred KBGG as local sports comes your way. Uh, now from uh, now until two o'clock in the afternoon and then Jimmy B and TC right back in here from four to six as they take you home uh, from uh, work a little bit later on it's a, a busy show football back front and center we begin five straight days of football Thursday night football tonight NFL wise it's a stinker but it's it's football uh, the college slate not that uh, shiny as well better tomorrow I think than today if you're a college football fan and then Saturday full-blown Sunday full-blown Monday night, yada, yada, yada. We do have to get baseball into the program today, and I think probably, Trent, the best opportunity to do that is going to be early in the hour, as we've got Frank Schwab coming up. Yahoo Sports will do NFL with him. Uh, John Miller, who we'd hoped to talk to on Tuesday, had to reschedule. He's back with us today. Uh, Coming up at 1240 for another in-depth look at Penn State and Iowa. Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal star, his regular spot Thursday, and Mitch Holtis, speaking of regular spots, will wrap things up at about 140 Is the Chiefs had to LA to take on the Chargers. Weird uh, to say it. It really is weird to say that. And what a mistake that was too. I mean, San Diego wanted their football team in the worst way, the Los Angeles didn't want their first football team in the worst way. Yet there they are. Uh it makes doesn't make a lot of sense two teams in LA both struggling to gain any uh, footing maybe the new buildings when they're done will will help that I I don't know but that's for a later another day trend we do have to start with baseball Cubs Brewers I think is where you have to look mm-hmm. um, Cubs and Brewers both um, had an opportunity last night to you know to to for the Brewers in the Brewers case get a little closer to the Cubs in the Cubs case a little closer to clinching that uh, that uh, magic number getting it closer to where you want to be but both teams fall short and John Lester Trent is. Um, is a guy, quite frankly, that the Cubs, if they're going to get close to a repeat or make any uh, impact in the playoffs, they need more from John Lester. And John Lester, since he's come back from the DL, has not been good. Teams are batting
2: three twenty against him, Trent. I mean, it's, it's not good enough. And it's not John Lester. And... Yeah, right as he went on the DL, he had that atrocious start against the Pirates mm-hmm. where he gave a, what, seven, eight runs, yep. something like that. Because and he knew
1: up. something was wrong and he yep. knew it's time to go in for an overhaul.
2: Shut him down, you know, rest up, get that arm right, fatigue, whatever it is. You come back, but he said it, since he's come back, giving up 320 batting average against and He doesn't look confident out there either. I mean, you, you can tell the, the slumped shoulders at times. It's not that bulldog that you normally expect mm-hmm. to see. You have to think, is there something deeper going on here? And if there is, we don't know about Jake Arrieta. Jake no, we'll Arrieta, see him tonight for the we'll first time. Yep. They're trying to get three starts out, mm-hmm. out of him before the regular season, kind of build him up for the playoffs. What if he doesn't come back? Yeah. I mean, you're looking at a rotation of Kyle Hendricks, Quintana, and Lackey. Lackey, and Montgomery.
1: Yeah.
2: If, if Lester and Arrieta, they very well could shut down Arietta mm-hmm. Now, he's also a free agent, so they might say, well, we're gonna yeah, are going to ride that horse. <laughs> yes, yes, Yeah, <laughs> just because, of course, he's yeah. not your problem after this year. But Lester, on the other hand, it is very concerning because that was what you could count on. And the you velocity's knew. down. Yes. I
1: mean, there, there are indicators that you can point to. Mm-hmm. You know, the batting average, the opponent's batting average, the velocity being down. Something's wrong.
2: Yeah. And to do it against Tampa? Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's scary, too. Yep. We're not talking about the twenty-seven Yankees here. No, you're right. But four-game series in Milwaukee, and
1: look, it's um, it's Milwaukee's last chance, and they get that. And the last time these two teams saw each other was a three-game sweep at Wrigley, as we think back. And, and look, the Cubs are going to. I still think. I mean, I if if I'm a Cubs fan and I like the Cubs, I don't lose sleep when they lose, like some of our audience does. But I love what Theo and the gang has done there. You saw the plan that they had. Cappies did so. He wrote a book about it and made a pile of money from it. Good for him. But they followed that plan to the letter. They they had a uh, a goal in mind, a year in mind, and they got there. And look, I don't remind anybody what they did, but um they're still the Cubs and they've still got enough talent on that roster if they can get the starting pitching that. You know, if Lester can find himself again, and he's such a bulldog in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and Arietta comes back tonight and looks like Jake Arietta just get six, you know, six and a third, maybe seven innings out of him tonight, um, get some confidence in that starting rotation, then I think that there are going to be
2: a major, major, major pain in the you-know-what to the teams in the National League. I really do. Arietta tonight, they said pitch count around 75 to 80. Okay. So it might even be you get four and a third out of him. And And then turn it over to
1: Montgomery, I would think would be the first guy out of the bullpen.
2: Exactly. And kind of go that route. But they got to build him back up. And it's funny, coming off the heels of a seven game win streak, everything's right. They've taken control. And yet, still lingering in the back here is mm-hmm. this Brewers team that has been here all season long. A fun story and ahead of schedule. Yeah. And
1: kept you, waiting for him to go away, didn't right? you? Right.
2: Yeah. yeah. All season long. And it was the great start to the year. I, I just love the story uh, of that team. And they're ahead of schedule. You look at their minor league system, they're stacked up. Are they? And uh, you know, one of the top three or four organizations. There are younger guys that have come up that are now like twenty five, twenty six, have finally blossomed. A couple of those guys, it was kind of eh, I don't know if it's going to happen for them, and it has. You know, guys like Keon Broxton and company that have taken that next step. This is going to be a fun race, I think, between these two teams going forward. Oh, I hope you're right. A lot of people think, oh, you know, a one year anomaly kind of thing, and I could see the Brewers maybe taking a step back next year, but then coming back. But if you're looking big picture, next five, six, seven years. Going to be a lot of Brewers Cubs. Well, I just go back a year, Trent, and and you were you were part of it uh, at, at the time.
1: The month of September, the Cubs were so home free, yes. and 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 it was such a foregone conclusion that we never really talked a lot of baseball last September, mm-hmm. just because a it's football and b because the Cubs were boring. Yeah, you know there there, there was no intrigue into this race. So I'm kind of glad that they're you know forcing us to uh, to bring them into the conversation. You know, just last thing on Lester, because he's since he's been back, he's had these. Inning after inning struggle, you know, 20-something pitches, 30 pitches, hair on fire, maybe gives up a run but leaves the bases loaded, finds a way to get out of it. But then every now and then he puts one of these, like last night, the fourth inning. Mm Mm-hmm. Ten pitch, one, two, three inning, you know where he looks like John Lester again, so you know he's got it in him. You just want to see some consistency out of him and This is a big weekend in milwaukee yes it's it's football we're we're back into the throes of again five straight days of football, but I think you got to pay attention to this one in the Midwest. The cubbies and the brewers as the brewers uh they're clinging to it, and this is it for them.
2: Well, and they've also been aided by the Rockies taking their step back.
1: That's a great point. They've got the safety net. Now, both teams have the safety yeah. net. If the Brewers beat the Cubs, the Cubs get that safety net. Mm-hmm. Rockies, are they are floundering down the stretch. Yeah.
2: Floundering. And uh, for a team that was another great story in baseball, it, it's... You do feel a little bit bad when you see teams go through these kind of funks. And maybe it's because my team's going through a funk of themselves they right are, now. Yeah. But...
1: Well, the, everybody in the wild card chase in the American League. Ugh. Nobody's setting their league on
2: fire. Thank they're God for the Cleveland Indians.
1: <laughs> Thank God for the Cleveland and, and
2: the team I told you, I think, two weeks ago, the Texas Rangers, now just two and a half back. I, that's the team I'm still mm-hmm. most concerned with. And they're the only team even playing decently good, but... They're all playing pretty bad right now. No, they are. They're all struggling around five hundred. Four game series. Brewers have to take to have a realistic shot, they have to take three out of three of four. Three of four. Yep. Three or four. Yep. And of course the sweep gets them the lead with the lead. I mean if we reconvene on Monday and they have the lead, woo. We're, we might be starting with baseball well and, and penn state and Iowa
1: would have played and yeah. uh the nfl would have had another uh weekend in the books but we probably would be starting with <laughs> baseball i don't disagree with you uh it's, it's a great week in our state uh we've got the national television lights twice uh, in in a seven-day period uh saturday night i don't have to remind you penn state iowa abc one week from tonight sh- scene shifts Jack Dry Stadium in Ames ESPN Thursday night football still a big deal. You know, I wish that the NFL would have left that territory to themselves remember when college football had that stand alone. Mm-hmm. If you want to watch football on Thursday, you're going to watch a college game. The schedules were better. I mean, they yes. not No, look, Iowa State Texas is a terrific game. It, it's it's a it's a big big but you don't get enough of those. It seems like every single week before the NFL well, elbowed be, its way in. I'd be
2: Virginia Tech every week. There was a lot of those <laughs> games.
1: Louisville Louisville. And it
2: seemed like the game
1: was at uh was a Papa John's it Papa John Stadium was always yeah. raining? Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Pouring Rutgers. when they were making their build up and Shiano, he was doing yeah. that and the blackout that they had that one year. That mm-hmm. was great. That was a good uh, scene on TV. I, I agree. And with you. the first Thursday that I really remember well was Florida State and Warwick Dunn. I mean, we're going back to the nineties mm-hmm. here and an excellent team with Charlie Ward running the quarterback controls and they snuck by Virginia on a late touchdown to I win don't that game. I remember the game. I mean, this oh, what ninety three. You 94. must have had a
1: ga- you must have had a gamble on well, that I one. probably did. I mean, <laughs> I had
2: you know, I had the notebook paper out and it was, was betting it everybody a, in my whole uh, back sure. class. Sure. <laughs> I wonder
1: if it was a tough beat. That's why you remember it. Yeah, probably. You seem I'm, to I'm sure I had the, the Seminoles.
2: I had the starter jacket back then. Did I was a Florida <laughs> State guy. So, oh, you, yeah, yeah you were all over on. FSU. But I'm probably laying the thirteen and a half, and that that touchdown didn't do enough for me. Yeah. Back back to the the state
1: in in the in the spotlight here. I mean, um, you'd like to get one of them, right? You, mm-hmm. I don't want to see the state of Iowa swept in the two, you know, high profile games that will take place in our state. I can't find anybody to pick Iowa. I mean, I've I've every it's Thursday, right? So you're starting to see online starting to come out uh, with their with their game call with their how they see the game. Lee Sterling who I know joins you on Friday. I want to spoil the segment, but I'm going to uh he's got uh, he's got Penn State. Um I can't even find anybody that says give me the points. Really? I'll take the 12 and a half. Everything that I've seen and I think there's been five of them this morning alone uh are all Penn State and lay the points. Yeah. I don't know. Kinnick Stadium Saturday night. Um you got to take a double-digit
2: 12.5 points, don't you?
3: I'm right there with you.
2: I think this Iowa team is so different offensively than what we saw last year go into Penn State and get throttled. Mm -hmm. Now, Penn State very well could still score in that fashion, but they haven't had a whole lot of road environments like they're going to see. Last year they went in the big house. You remember how ugly that game was? Yeah, I do. 49-10. Right. They couldn't do anything. Since that point, they played three road games. Okay. They went to Purdue last year. Not yeah. this year, Purdue team. Right. Last year's Purdue team. Illinois. Yeah. And Indiana. Yeah. Indiana was decent last year. Bowl team, yep. They trailed the fourth quarter of that football game. Did they? Now they put 28 down the board in the fourth quarter sure. to run away with it. But closer than, closer than it right. looks. Right. So perhaps this is going to be a different environment. McSorley is a guy that is at his best outside the pocket. hmm And boy, a big play offense, Trent. Yes. Oh, but when they don't make those big plays, there's a lot of three and outs. There's a ton of three and
1: outs. But there's a lot of points score, which just emphasizes the point that my, you might stop them two or three times, you might be feeling pretty good about themselves, and look up and somebody's running in the clear. 72-yard touchdown, right, Saquon exactly. Barkley, yes. seven on the board just like that. And that's how Penn State played. But when you go back to Penn State's played garbage, Akron stinks. I would Pitt State stinks. rub their nose of it. Pitt got throttled by Oklahoma State last week, taken apart. And then Georgia State, please. Right. It's three bad football Three teams. bad football. Iowa has been tested yeah. and tested on the road against a much better Iowa State team. They just are. There's no getting around it. I know one half of the state doesn't want
2: to believe it, <laughs> but they are. Well, and maybe nationally, if you would have taken Iowa State off the helmet and they would have showed up on plain Penn point. State uniforms in that football game and they're playing in Instead of Ames, they're playing in Des Moines. They're just playing a road game. Mm -hmm. And you just look at that Iowa State football team. I think I would be getting a lot more respect in this spot with Penn State. But people, well, they struggled with Iowa State. I mean, come on. How good can Iowa State? I think that's the natural perception. I heard a couple of uh, guys that do the Solid Verbal podcast. I have them on the show from time to time in the afternoons. Really enjoy talking with those guys. And they said the kind of the same thing. Eh, they struggle with Iowa State. I mean, it's still the perception all, that is out there. It, it, it is. And it takes it's time hard to change those, Trent. It takes time to change those. I did find somebody, though, willing to not only take Iowa to cover the 12 and a half, to win the game outright. It's a guy you know well. Really? Pete Futek. Did he? College football news. Final score Hawkeyes 23, Nittany Lions 20. I could see it. Look, like, I can see Iowa winning the football game.
1: Yes. I really could. I, I can see this happening.
2: It's a 12 and a half point spread. You know, spread. There's an adage in gambling. If you're going to take an underdog, you also have to believe they can win the game. Mm-hmm. I believe Iowa can win this game. Mm-hmm. And maybe that means a taste on the money line. Well, you know. If
1: you think they can win, you have to. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to bet $100, you take half of that for sure and bet it on the money line. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely would. Um, look, I, I love the fact that Nate Stanley has had a start on the road. He, he's... And... and Because if he hadn't, we well, how's he going to play under the brightest lights in college football? Um, Nate Stanley's been a revelation to me. He is the he's the single biggest reason why I look like an idiot with my prediction on Iowa this year. I do. I mean, I didn't know he was going to be. I'm not not blown away by him, but he's way better than anybody thought. And if they start, and they will, they will start connecting on those deep balls. They're getting closer. Um, Look, you know, you, you make one or two of those this week. Wadley does what he does. There's people out there that I realize That's a big loss for James Butler. I like Butler, but what did we see when the two kids came in? Yeah. Was it that much of a drop off, really?
2: Not at all. I didn't no, think... Not at all. And I still think Butler is struggling with the zone was struggling with that zone scheme. He just it is different running behind that when you've never done it before, understanding the patience of all you saw that with the young guys too. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of times both both Tor and Young and uh and IKM. Just ran into the line. I like IKM because well done. They 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 run hard.
1: Yeah, but I mean I'm like
2: you. Call oh, I IK, like I yeah. like IKM man. DJK
1: yeah, yeah, IKM yeah, IKM. That's right. a
2: lot easier too. A lot easier. Like, Ivory Kelly Martin. Yeah, mm-hmm. IKM. You just IKM now. Yeah, we'll give him the moniker. It's good for me. But the zone blocking scheme it takes a learning process, and I don't think Butler was there yet. I'm with you. I don't think the drop off is there now for them. This is different than running late in the afternoon against North Texas. Sure. This is, yeah. this is going to be different for a couple of freshmen out there, but I don't think the drop-off is significant. A couple of big plays. They're going to have to score, though. They can't mm-hmm. win the game like they did last year against Michigan. No, no, I don't think. no. And no even way. 23-20 with Pete Futek's prediction there. That's probably a little low, too. I don't too. think 23 is enough. 27-31. Uh, yeah, you'd
1: yeah. like to see that. Maybe, yep. You'd like to see maybe, uh, the defense score a
2: touchdown there in this you football go. game, you know, special turnover,
1: teams. special teams. How about like IKM that? with the kickers, or Stranger things have happened. Frank Schwab's coming up. We're switching for the college game to the NFL game, NFL football tonight. You can hear the game here if you can't be in front of your television. It's the Rams at the Niners. The Rams a slight favorite in this one tonight. Kickoff is, I think, 725, assuming that pregame will be uh, uh, roughly 7 o'clock. But uh, nonetheless, 1700, you're home for Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night football. Kansas City Chiefs home and away all season long. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBG.
0: The Kansas City Chiefs play here. 1700 KBGG.
4: Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com.
5: Now, we'd never tell you what kind of truck to drive, but what kind of snow plow? Well, that's a different story. For more than 65 years, Fisher plows have been getting the job done reliably and efficiently. From heavy-duty commercial plows, V-plows to break through deep snow drips, or a personal snow plow for your half-ton truck. You'll find the Fisher Plow that's right for your need at Shuling Hitch in Des Moines and Ames. It's time to upgrade your blade with a new Fisher Plow from Shuling Hitch. Visit shulinghitch.com.
6: That time of the year again. Football is right around the corner. Draft House 50, best spot in Central Iowa to catch your Cyclones, Hawkeyes and every NFL game. Over 50 TVs, 50 beers on tap and the best burgers in town. Draft House 50, your place for all things sports.
5: See you soon.
1: 100 KBGG still to come this hour. John Miller, HawkeyeNation.com, Hawks and Penn State. We'll get into that with John coming up here at about 140. Stephen M. Sippel in the uh, 1 o'clock hour covers Nebraska. And, of course, the voice of the Chiefs, Chiefs football here home and away all season long. Mitch Holtis joins us. But right now, uh, one of our favorite weekly guests, he's Frank Schwab, the shutdown corner at YahooSports.com, and he joins us. Frank, uh, Trent Condon, Ken Miller, as always, Frank, thank you for coming on. How are you? Hey, what's going on? I want to start with you is a a piece you did, uh, I think, late yesterday. And you're right. Let me read the headline, Uh, the title. Marshall Yanda might not be a famous name, but his injury is crushing for the Ravens. Well, we uh, we understand Marshall Yanda's value in this state. Of course, he played in Iowa for a couple of years. Uh, He truly is one of the best guards in the NFL. And, boy, the Ravens trying to replace him on, on that offensive line. I don't know how they're going to do that. I really don't. He's so good.
4: No, he's fantastic, and we don't think about offensive guards having that much value. But he is—he's the Ravens' best player. I mean, this—we might, you know, laugh about the NFL Network's top 100 list all we want, and it is flawed. But the only Baltimore Raven to make that list was Marshall Yanda, and he didn't just sneak on—he was number 43. I mean, he's—he was right ahead of Cam Newton and Larry Fitzgerald. So he's a—he's a great player. Everybody there knows that. And it's just one of those things where the Ravens' offense hasn't been good. And they've taken on a lot of injuries, both sides of the ball, actually. And and to lose this guy, I mean, there's, there is a breaking point. John Harbaugh's a great coach. And they're getting everything they can out of what they have. But at some point, when you just keep losing guys and then lose a guy like Marshall Yonda, it just comes a point where you can't keep overcoming it. So I wonder if we're reaching that point with the Ravens.
1: Yeah, he has a fair point. You know, you mentioned you mentioned Cam Newton. Um, what are you seeing, Frank, when when you watch Cam Newton? Are, are you is he? I mean, he doesn't look like the same quarterback that he was when he took his team to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Fifty in San Francisco against Denver. He hasn't looked like Cam Newton two weeks into the season.
4: No, no, I, and I think some of that's the shoulder injury. You know, he had surgery out at this off season, and then you know he just didn't have any practice time. Any preseason he threw two throws in the preseason. I just think he was a little rusty, especially in week one. And then last week he was just out of back the whole time. I, I mean at one point he was down for a while. It looked like he was, might be out of the game, but he gets up because he's so tough. And he but he got sacked. I know he got sacked six times in the first three quarters last week. And the the Panthers just need to do more to protect him. Their offensive the line's not that good. It hasn't been for a couple mm-hmm. of years and they need, I think they need to figure out how to use McCaffrey better, uh, you know. Christian McCaffrey hasn't gotten a ton of touches, but that's what he was brought in there to do. He was brought in so Cam to get rid of the ball quickly and not take punishment, and here we are after two weeks. McCaffrey's not getting the ball a lot, and Newton's still taking punishment, so I still, I love Cam Newton as a player. I think he's fantastic. I just think that some point, you know, he, he, he needs help. He needs help either from the coaching staff, the offensive line, Christian McCaffrey, whoever, and then he'll come around.
2: Tonight it is Rams 49ers, bleh. It's Thursday night football, bleh. But are the Rams actually entertaining? Are you a believer in this offense, or is it two weeks in, small sample size, and you're not sure what McVay and Goff has uh, going forward?
4: I, I think they're they're a lot better for sure. I, I mean, that's a thing. You know, we talked so much about Jeff Fisher and how bad he was as a coach and how bad he was at devising his staff was at devising an offense, and we never translated that to Goff. We never gave him a pass and said, "Look, Jeff Goff can be really good now that he's got a coach from this century." Like, it, and and it's, I think that you're seeing Goff <laughs> take a huge stride this year. You're seeing why he was the first pick of the draft. Mm-hmm. Is he a polished product, finished guy? No, no I mean, he's nowhere near that, but he's. At least at this point, two weeks ago, Rams fans were worried that they might have a bust on their hands. I don't think they're feeling that way anymore. I think they're feeling like, okay, Goff could play. Now it's just him getting better, him getting more acclimated to the system. I think McVay's a really good offensive coach. That doesn't mean, I mean, the way I figure about the Rams is this. They're a heck of a lot better than last year but they were the most boring team of football last year, so the bar wasn't very high.
1: No, that's a good point. Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports Shutdown Corner is where you can read Frank Schwab. He's got uh, plenty of content up each and every day if you're a fan of the NFL and you're looking for a one-stop place to go and uh, get everything you need, Yahoo uh, YahooSports.com. Frank, I'm going back to last Sunday. When you watched the, uh, the Broncos and the Cowboys, um, did the league learn, maybe get a blueprint on how to stop the the Cowboys offense? And did you feel like, you know, Denver proved that uh, they are going to be a factor in the AFC West, that they belong in the Raiders-Chiefs conversation? Or did you learn more about Dallas and maybe some vulnerabilities when you think back to that
7: game?
4: You know, I think Bruce Arians, I think it was today, maybe it was yesterday, put it best. Uh, somebody asked him, because they're playing the Cowboys this week, did Denver provide a blueprint? And he said... It's a great blueprint as long as you got Denver's players. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Denver's defense is good. I mean, it. last year nobody could run on them. This year they've fixed that. They're just so good at every level. I, it, it told me a lot about the Broncos, but yet I was already saying that I didn't think honestly that the Cowboys could replicate what they did last year. Everything fell into place for them last year. Everything was good. You know, Dak Prescott had 29 touchdowns, four interceptions. It wasn't going to repeat. It just, it it was impossible to repeat that. So I thought the Cowboys were going to come back to earth a little bit. I thought the Broncos were going to be better. The only, the only problem I have with the Broncos is if you look at their schedule, it is brutal. It is one of the hardest schedules I've ever seen. I mean, it is just every week they're playing, except when they play the Jets, they're playing a team that can knock them off, and it's hard to find 10-11 wins in that schedule. So I think they're one of the best teams in the NFC. I think they're one of the best teams in the NFC West. I just don't know that they can survive the schedule and win 10-11 games and make the playoffs.
2: Take me up to Minnesota, the Sam Bradford. Interesting week last week as they make the game-time decision. They're still saying day-to-day with that bone bruise. A knee. They say the scar tissue in there makes it difficult to see exactly what's happening. What's your read on Bradford and the Vikings going forward?
4: Yeah, it's tough because I mean, last week he was practicing on a limited basis, and in all my years around the NFL, it's hard for me to remember a, a quarterback who was limited in practice and didn't play. I mean, if, if, if you're out, you're out. If, if you're practicing limited, you're probably in as a quarterback at least. And so it shocked me, honestly, when you know the, it, the news kept getting worse and worse on Sunday about Sam. And he ends up sitting out, so that that kind of piles everything for me. What is going on? What's what's really the deal here? I don't think it's a long term injury or anything with Sam Bradford, and he might play this week. I just I, I feel you know like I don't want to guess because I was so wrong last week. I thought it was a sure thing he was going to play. So I don't know. But this is it's just a reminder. This is part of the Sam Bradford package. Last year he 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 held up all 16 games behind a bad offensive line, and that's great. That's awesome. But health has always been a problem with him. Durability has always been a concern, and now you're seeing it again. This is just part of, you know, what what brings to the table with Sam Bradford. He's always going to be a risk of missing some games. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, back to the NFC East, Frank, and and if you're right on the Cowboys, and I think uh, I, I think your point is absolutely fair. The Giants look like garbage two weeks into the season Eli Manning I mean he took a sack when he wasn't even touched on Monday night I think it was Ezekiel Alonso was coming around the corner the Eagles lose to Kansas City granted at uh, in Arrowhead the Chiefs are going to be a very t- competitive team this year if, if who if you were doing a power rankings in the NFC East who would be at number one two weeks in for you
4: that's a really really tough one I, I mean it's, it's kind of a division we all thought would be good and are any of them good? <laughs> uh, who, who really stands out? I mean, the team has played the best for two weeks of Philly to me. Uh, I mean, they went on the road and won out Washington, which I think is a nice, solid solid win. And, and they really played the Chiefs tough last week in Arrowhead. They were leading in the third quarter until Kareem Hunt broke a long touchdown. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to say this, as bad as the Giants have looked, as awful as the Giants have looked in two primetime games, it's still just two weeks into the season. I, I I don't think they're this bad. I saw people on Twitter on Tuesday talking about, like, who's going to draft first, the Jets or the Giants? Like, well, come on, let's slow down. <laughs> like, but the Giants won eleven games last year. They have a top-five defense. I, Once Odell Beckham gets back closer to 100%, I think they're going to be better on offense, although they're not going to be good. I, I just think that the Giants... Maybe they don't win 11 games again. Maybe they don't make the playoffs again. But I don't think we've heard the last of the Giants. I don't think they're they're some 4-12 team. They're they're going to be better than they've
2: been. Your first place, Detroit Lions. What do you read into this team? The Cardinals win, felt good at the time. Well, maybe the Cardinals are hot garbage. Win against the Giants in Week 2, well, we just talked about that hot garbage. The Lions, you buying in there? I'm not. I don't. Maybe I'm just wrong. I mean, Dave, they're one of these teams that just – the, their record at the last couple
4: of years has just outperformed expectations as far as, you know, last year, I, I think we've talked about this on the show, that last year they trailed in yep. the fourth quarter of 15 of their 16 games. Mm-hmm. And in week one, they trailed in a fourth quarter. A, a blowout win by their standards on Monday night, because they didn't trail in the fourth quarter. But it's just, can they keep doing this? Do they have the personnel? I, I will say, Ziggy Ansah looking like he did Monday night, gives them a huge boost. I mean, he's He's a, uh, a superstar in defense. He really can be. They need that. But I don't know they, you know, it, it, look, if they could beat the Falcons this week, even though it's a home game for Detroit, if they could beat Atlanta, at that point I'll be convinced. Okay, the Lions are here to stay there for real. I just, I, I just have those questions about them. I just don't know if they're as good as they've looked these first two weeks because, as you said, the, the competition, what, what do we really take out of the Cardinals and Giants at this
1: point? Uh, great, great question. Last thing, Frank, Green Bay uh, last week, uh, primetime, um, neither of their starting tackles dressed. They lose Mike Daniels, who was a monster in week number one. Jordy Nelson goes out. Randall Cobb goes out. When you factor all of that in, what do, you, what do you have to say about the Packers? Are they still the team to be kind of piggyback on Trent's question, you know, that the Lions right now have the lead uh, in the NFC North, the division that resonates so strongly here in Des Moines with the air quote, three local teams, Vikings, Packers, and Bears. Um <laughs> You know, are are, are the Packers? Can, can you draw a line through that game because of the you know as decimated as they were, and these were big name marquee players that couldn't either couldn't start the game and most cases couldn't finish the game.
4: Yeah, and and also Atlanta's really really good. There's yeah, <laughs> no are, shame actually. in going. Yeah, there's no shame in going to Atlanta and losing this season. I mean, there. Are, I don't know many teams that are going to beat them in that stadium. So yeah, the Packers didn't look good on Sunday night, but like you said, they were decimated by the end. They lost some really really key guys. I don't think they could even really honestly run the offense they wanted to run because, like you said, both tackles are out. You need to get rid of the ball. I mean, you just. I mean, mm-hmm. that's something that teams like. Seattle and the Giants and every other team with the bad offensive line hasn't quite grasped yet. But, hey, if you're, if you're out of the lines back, get rid of the ball. That, that cuts down to what Aaron Rodgers can do. I, I took nothing out of that game from the Packers, honestly. Like, I just looked and said, okay, they lost to a really, really good team when they had a bunch of injuries. They are still the team to beat. You know, I do wish Bradford would be healthy just because I think – That would make for a good race. I I do think the Vikings can stick with the Packers in the race. Maybe the Lions can, too. I mean, there's no reason to believe they can't after two games. So, But I still think the the Packers are number one, and they're probably going to take out some of their frustration on the Bengals on
1: Sunday. Yahoo Schwab is where you can find Frank on Twitter. You can read him at yahoo.sports.com. He's the shutdown corner. Frank, great stuff. Catch you next week. Thank you, as always. Absolutely. Thank you. YahooSports.com. If you're an NFL fan, uh, great, great, great uh, reading over there. I check it out each and every day. John Miller, Hawkeynation.com joins us next. We will get back to Penn State and Iowa when we continue here on 1700 KBGG.
0: News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700 KBGG.com. Villaggio Italian restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you do you have building projects to be done around the house? My husband and I are going through quite the home renovation. We realized we're always borrowing a trailer from a friend for hauling furniture, picking up building supplies, and trips to the dump. If it was available, we found LaCasey Trailer Sales in Grinnell. Josh showed us all the options LaCasey Trailer Sales had in stock. Cargo, utility, and equipment are just a few. Josh helped us decide which trailer worked best for our needs. LaCasey Trailer Sales in Grinnell had exactly what we were looking for, and affordable pricing. Visit LaCasey Trailer Sales and Truck Accessories or call 641-990-2674. I'm glad we went with Casey, and you will be too
7: this is charles osgood for many businesses hiring is tough that makes it critical to choose the right place to post your jobs you need qualified candidates fast and on budget and you don't want to sign a long-term contract or pay upfront fees that's why you need indeed.com the world's number one job site independent research shows indeed delivers six times more hires than any other job site You can post a job in minutes and even set up screener questions to help you zero in on qualified candidates. You can review applicants, take notes, and schedule interviews, all from an online dashboard that's easy to use. For a limited time, Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to make their first job listing a sponsored job with premium visibility so more candidates will see it. Find out why over 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. To redeem this offer, go to indeed.com/slash credit. That's indeed.com/slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Oh, oh.
5: As summer ends, winterizing begins. Pick up RV and Marine Antifreeze, two for $8 at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Be prepared for the cold weather ahead, plus earn double points on this purchase during O'Rewards Member Appreciation Month. RV and Marine Antifreeze, two for $8 at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details.
3: Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
0: The Home Depot is pouring more into paint and putting more money into the pockets of pros with top-quality paints without the paint store price. Like Glidden paints. Glidden lasts longer, covers better, and costs less at the Home Depot. Nobody beats our prices, guaranteed. So save time and money with Glidden. Paints that get the job done. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. U.S. only. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free
8: next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR.
0: Are you sick of the same old tired lunches, leftovers, bad drive through options? Food Dudes Delivery has your answer. Food Dudes delivers for restaurants that don't offer delivery all across the Des Moines Metro. Order online at fooddudesdelivery.com and get out of the lunch rut today with Food Dudes Delivery. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. That's fooddudesdelivery.com.
5: Six months ago, you didn't know what you'd be doing right now. Six months ago, it was cold and snow was still in the forecast. And while six months ago, this time of year wasn't on your radar, it was on ours. Because six months ago, the finest German brewers began brewing some of the best beers in the world. Beer whose recipe hasn't changed in more than a thousand years. Yes, six months ago in Germany, brewers were preparing the beer for the best season of the year. Autumn. Harvest. Oktoberfest. And what better place to enjoy the world's finest Oktoberfest beers than Hessenhaus. Hard to find beers in limited supply from Eyinger, Weinstefaner and more. After all, you'd expect a place that has the world's largest selection of German beers in the world would be the best place to celebrate the Oktoberfest season. So join us and raise a leader of some of the best German beers in the world. Beers that you'll only find at the Hessen House, 4th and Court, Des Moines.
0: Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. Hi,
1: right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show coming up in hour number two, the one o'clock hour. Stephen M. Sippel will be here. Uh, we'll take a look back at that uh, train wreck from last week in Lincoln. Whoa. One and two, the Huskers. Trent, you and I, look, we don't see six wins on no. that schedule. Uh, Stephen M. Simple will be here at one twenty. And then the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis at one forty. Chiefs football home and away all season long. His regular weekly hit coming up Thursday at one forty. Right now, let's get back into Iowa and Penn State. Hawkeye Nations John Miller joins us as we take a look at the prime time tilt on ABC. John Trenton Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you?
8: I'm doing good. I can't wait to download the uh, second-hour podcast tomorrow and listen to Stephen M. Stephen, because yeah. uh, Nebraska, Schadenfreude, or Schadenfreude, or however you pronounce that, that's my second favorite topic these days.
1: Yeah, John, hasn't it been uh, just remarkable the fall? I know that you and Dace, when, and I was wrong, and, and I'll admit that my Mike Riley affinity, just what he did when you know I'm a kid and I'm still in Canada, he takes the Bombers, in the CFL, and they'd stunk forever, and he won him a championship. So I I elevated him falsely in my coaching, um, whatever, power rankings. I wanted him to succeed. He's a nice guy. He's the wrong hire, John. He's just not working out there. And would you be shocked if if Nebraska's got help wanted in the AD office and in the head coaching office? They're probably joined.
8: No, no, I think that they are joined, and I, I do think that that's likely where it's headed, or at least I would wager on that number right now. Uh, you know there there's been what three times in the last 50 60 years Nebraska started one and two and two of them have happened yeah. under Mike Riley uh that's just incredible and you know i looked at their schedule on saturday after that loss and they've got a they've got to go five and four right just to get to mm-hmm. six and six mm-hmm. i don't think that's happened
1: there's no chance i don't think john let's uh let's start with i guess one of the weekly uh, the, this week's talker away from the game um and that's the fact that there's going to be some unsold seats 95 dollars a pop um the price point seems like it's a little bit high for a lot of people's appetite and i certainly am not going to knock anybody of any fan base who just can't afford to go to these games it's family first and everybody has their own set of circumstances why they may not be at their stadium a couple of times this season um is it a concern not only not only in college football, but I think in the NFL, maybe in all of sports, John, it's just so convenient to stay at home and watch these games on your high-definition telev- television. Should sports in general be concerned about what we see maybe as a trend in the making?
8: Probably so, and it's been a trend for some time. Uh, I do think Iowa may have bumped up against a, you know, price rejection inflection point if you want to get super technical and make up a word about it uh, with this. But, you know, some people are, are defending and saying, hey, listen, if I was sell 65,000 tickets for an average of $95, it's better than 70,000 at $65. Now, all of those seats are not sold at 95. The season ticket, you know, holders get a better cost per ticket than that. But when I hear that, I think of sales. And, that you know, my day job, I'm in, you know, energy commodities sales and marketing, mm-hmm. you can knock somebody in the creek one time and really high-gross them and make a lot of revenue off of one sale or one trade, but that person's likely going to realize that they've been taken for a ride. And when you call them up the next time to sell them again, they're going to buy from someone else. As it relates to Iowa, I think it's maybe similar, or not just to Iowa, but the college sports landscape is, in general as consumers. You might pay that price one time or two times. And whenever Iowa has a 14, 13 win over Michigan, it feels like it was worth every cent no because you experience that moment. But if you lose by 14 to 21, that's going to leave the exact opposite taste in your mouth. And you're going to say, it's not worth it. I'm not going to do that again. And your base of potential customers who are willing to do that arose over time and arose over time. And before long, People have found another way to watch the game, just like what you stated on their HDTVs at home. They can walk down the hall to hit the pisser. There's no lines. Mm-hmm. Go grab a cold one. Yep. All of those things that, you know, I, I don't like crowds. Um, right. I, I'm certainly not the person they're targeting to, but if I were, I'm probably not going because of the crowds to begin with. Mm-hmm. And uh, people don't need more excuses to not go to
4: games.
2: Well, let's get into the game here, John. John Miller of HawkeyeNation.com. Let's – uh. How does Iowa get this done? What's the blueprint for an upset against this Penn State squad?
8: Well, first and foremost, you, you make Penn State earn it. Make them earn it with seven, eight, nine, ten play drives to score, and not their average of like four plays a drive that right. they're right now. which is like fifth or sixth in the nation. Um, they also, you know, they they are amongst the lower end in the, all of FBS time of possession number of plays per game, less than 60. And Iowa's averaging like 75, Mm. Penn State's in the 50s. And yet Penn State's in the top 10, top 15 in scoring offense at 47 points per game. It tells you they're getting their points from a long ways out on big plays. Iowa is the exact opposite. Iowa is fifth in the nation, I think, as far as average plays per drive. They've scored 13 touchdowns. Nine of them have come on 75 or longer yard drives, which is pretty incredible. What's more likely to happen in this game? That Iowa continues to score points via their method of seven, eight, nine, ten 10 play drives? Or that Penn State is able to continue to hit big home runs? Maybe neither of those things is possible. So which team then has the ability to do what they haven't been doing? And I actually kind of like Iowa's ability to maybe score on some big plays because they're just missing on some of these deep yeah. shots. This this year's Iowa-Penn State game is much different than last year's. Last year, Iowa went in that game eight. They had no passing offense. The Penn State defense from defensive lineman back to the deepest player in the secondary, it was a 12-yard compressed area because they had zero fear of Iowa's passing game, which means it's near impossible to run. Iowa's play calling is much more diverse this year. Their tendencies aren't as hard as easy to read. Mm-hmm. There were times in last year's Iowa-Penn State game where a Penn State defensive lineman and linebacker were pointing to where C.J. Beathard was audibling, and <laughs> yeah. they stuffed it. Yeah. You're not going to see that this year. So I actually give Iowa more than just the puncher's chance because I think Iowa can score in big plays, and I I don't have proof yet that Penn State's a team that can score consistently eight, nine, ten play drives.
1: Mm. John, I think you hit the nail on the head with your uh, with Iowa beating them over the top, and the, and they've been close. Like I think Penn State is going to come into this game on Saturday night. With their main goal, at least offensively, is stopping Akram Wadley. Let's let Nate Stanley, who's starting for the fourth time in his career, uh, in front of the you know the biggest stage at ABC Saturday Night Football. Let's see him. Let's let him beat us in this football game. We're going to stop the running game. I'm with you. I see that, John, as the as the way that Iowa can win the football game. it's And you hate to put it on Nate Stanley's arm, but he is the quarterback after all. And uh, I, I'm putting it on Nate Stanley to win this game.
8: I think you're exactly right. I think there's no question that that will be Penn State's strategy because it would be mine every time I'd play Iowa right now. I would blitz. I would run blitz. I would bring pressure until Iowa beat me over the top not once or twice. Remember, this is the Penn State team they they pretty much feel walking off the bus they're going to get their 30 because they've done it for, what, 14, 15 games in a row. Mm -hmm. So they're okay even if Nate Stanley beats them over the top once. That isn't going to change their whole strategy. Iowa's going to have to do it repeatedly. I'm not sold on Penn State's defense being a a world-beater just yet. Uh, So, yeah, that is Iowa's chance for sure.
2: You know, John, uh, this team looks different than what I think a lot of people anticipated you look at Brian Ferentz and what he has done. Uh, what kind of grade would he give Brian Ferrens through the first three? And, and what more could he do this season with this squad?
8: I, I don't want to sound like a homer. And, you know, you guys have known me long enough to know that I'm not afraid to criticize you. sometimes at my own, um, you know, home penalty over there <laughs> behind the walls of Fort Kinnick. <laughs> I give Brian an A. What he. The, the, the variations that Iowa is running out of their ace formation, which is 12 personnel, where you've got a receiver wide on both sides, a tight end flank on each side, and one running back, which is a balanced formation, it balances the defense. It creates one on one opportunities uh, in the passing game. And they have run so many different plays out of that. Brian is bringing in the RPOs, the run pass options. You know, the the touchdown early against Iowa State to, to Nick Easley in the flat, the play that Easley fumbled on the other day, those are called running plays. And when Stanley comes up to the line, he looks out and he sees, okay, how many defensive backs are out there on my two receivers out on the outside? And they have a silent communication that he basically says, I'm coming to you. He takes the snap. The offensive line blocks it as if it's a run. It's not a verbal audible. Akron Wadley comes up to take a handoff, but Stanley is whipping that ball out to Eastley, and Amir Smith Marset is blocking. Mm-hmm. They're doing that often, so I give him an A. And I, I, just think, just keep doing more of what you're doing, mix it up. And you know what? Another thing that I really liked last week is, offensive coordinators get too cute sometimes. The run is working. The run is working. Oh man, we got them set up for play action. Let's go deep on first down. Brian Ferris didn't do that. They had a 16-play drive. They ran it 15 times and threw it one time because Iowa is not a second-and-ten team, and he knows that, and he didn't get cute, and he kept running it, and I like that.
1: Uh, John, is this a game that we see more of AJ Epines as far as his uh, is his snaps go up? I mean, I know that there, there clearly there's there's some concern there, right? That it, it's setting the edge, et cetera. It seems like he's always in when it seems like it's going to going to be a passing down, and we're just seeing him bull rush the quarterback, and that's awful fun to watch for a true freshman, knowing that you at least got two more years of watching this and watching him develop. Do we see more of him this week, John?
4: I don't think so this week
8: as much as any week because of what you said and what I've been saying is that I I do believe the reason that he's not playing more is there's some outside shoulder containment Mm -hmm. technique issues. And when I say issues, he's a true freshman, okay? I mean, I thought the guy was going to play tackle because I just didn't think he was going to supplant him at defensive end. So his his future is incredibly bright. But against Trace McSorley um, Mm -hmm. and Saquon Barkley, you cannot break containment if McSorley wants to turn up field and run that's fine but make him run between the tackles to where there's linebacker help don't let him get on the outside where he can also then be a danger to pass on a breakdown play so no I would not expect Epinesa's snaps to go up considerably this game he'll probably still be in the 10 to 15 range would be my guess
2: so all said final score prediction John Miller
8: yeah, I've not been so good. I think something like you know thirty-five, twenty-one, something in that range. Uh, I do feel Penn State covers i think for iowa to win it's got to be 24 21 24 23 maybe 27 24 yeah. it's hard for me to believe penn state stays under 24
1: yeah we'll see well john uh listen i, I know i think this is the first year you've uh, on your twitter feed at hawkeye nation have are breaking down those plays i don't know if you use the word gif or jif or whatever it is i want to show my age uh i <laughs> pre- i appreciate what you're doing that t- that takes some time john and uh I think that's a very valuable tool. As you think back to what happened, what maybe some stuff the some of the minutiae you might have forgotten, you kind of remind us in a very like two or three second clip. Yeah, it takes a lot of work, I, but I think it's got to be very popular, right?
8: It is, and I appreciate that. And it's helpful for me because I don't see those things when I'm watching the sure. game live. So when I when I replay it, what I don't do is I don't watch the ball. I watch the line, yep. and I think that's what a lot of the best color commentators in the game do is they watch the lines because you'll be sitting there. How the heck did Herb Street know that the right tackle just pancakes somebody when it was a bomb down the well? Because mm-hmm. they're they're Watching. You should, you, with your eyes, start the line and move out. Yeah, and it's, it's fun.
1: And I love it. Uh, I love uh, the fact that you're doing that for us, John. Somebody has to. I'm glad that you chose to be the one. Thank you, John Miller. <laughs> we'll catch Thanks, up guys. with you next take week. Guys. Okay. Okay. All right, yep. see you, Bye. John Miller. <laughs> HawkeyeNation.com as we take another look. John's got uh, Penn State covering. Yeah,
2: 14 is what he mm-hmm. had at 35-21. I think it's closer, Trent. I just do. I'm grabbing those points. I would, too. I'm grabbing those points. I can see how it gets away. I can mm-hmm. envision everything kind of in this game. I don't think anything would surprise me. You can't me.
1: see last year coming
2: again, can you? I will be better offensively but i could see really? 45 21 mm-hmm. i could see something well, like that well two two senior corners are gone yeah exactly <laughs> right and it's good to i i look i didn't pay
1: enough attention to him mm-hmm. last week i don't think um but everybody's you know really
2: on this bandwagon that he could be a difference in this football game i didn't see enough of him what did you see shaky early mhm settled in well and you can see you know he's an athlete his brother was on that North Dakota team that came to uh, Iowa City last year. Uh, very, very good athlete out there. And just, I think he can get to balls that, frankly, Jake Gervas could not get right. to. So I think that's a big Gervas part Gervas has been a bit of a liability. Yes. I mean, yeah. he, was, he, was a, he was a phenom in the spring. He was. But that hasn't carried over for him. Yep. So I good move. And yep. get your feet settled, and we'll see. But this is different. And it's not like he has a Sean Considine next to him. Miles Taylor's had his own set of issues. He certainly has. That's scary against this team.
1: Uh, We'll take a timeout. The 1 o'clock hour coming up next. Thank you to John Miller and Frank Schwab, our noon hour guests. Stephen M. Sippel Mitch Holtis to come in the next hour. It's the Ken Miller Show. We're here Monday through Friday from noon till 2, talking local sports with you right here on 1700 KBGG
4: Kevin Kugler and Mike Holmgren here from Westwood One with a Thursday night football preview. It's an NFC West matchup from the Bay Area as the San Francisco 49ers take on the Rams from Los
0: Angeles. Coach, this division looks wide open, but right now both teams just want to win.
3: Well, I'm not sure it's wide open because I think the Seahawks do have a leg up on the rest of the teams in the division. But you're right. Both the Rams and the 49ers have two young coaches, first-time head coaches, and they're putting teams together for the long term. Now, the 49ers had a great game against the Seahawks, showed a very good defensive play, and the Rams had a really good offensive day in their opener. But, yeah, they're two young teams going to slug it out.
4: All right, Mike, looking forward to being with you on the call for the Rams and the 49ers on Thursday Night Football.
7: Remember to listen to Westwood One's coverage of the NFL all season long. Right here on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. As summer ends, winterizing begins. Pick
5: up RV and Marine Antifreeze 2 for $8 at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Be prepared for the cold weather ahead, plus earn double points on this purchase during O'Rewards Member Appreciation Month. RV and Marine Antifreeze 2 for $8 at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supplies. See store for details.
0: O,
3: O, O, O'Reilly
0: Auto Parts. With the GNC buy two, get one
5: free mix and match sale, putting health and fitness goals together just got easier. Give your routine a boost to save big as you mix and match between the best thermogenics, vitamins, fish oil, and more from top brands like Performance. And they're all buy two, get one free. It's limited time. So check out your local GNC store or GNC.com before September 27th. Now's the time to find the best tasting proteins and bars to match with perfect nutritional support. Mix it up. Stay strong and healthy.
6: Buy two, get one free. Only at GNC. For many businesses, hiring is tough, which makes it critical to choose the right place to post your jobs. You need qualified candidates, fast and on budget, and you don't want to sign a long-term contract or pay upfront fees. That's why you need Indeed.com, the world's number one job site. Independent research shows Indeed delivers six times more hires than any other job site. You can post a job in minutes and even set up screener questions to help you zero in on qualified candidates. You can review applicants, take notes, and schedule interviews, all from an easy-to-use online dashboard. For a limited time, Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to make their first job listing a sponsored job, with premium visibility so more candidates will see it. You want to make a great hire, fast, and this exclusive offer gives you a head start. Find out why over 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. To redeem this offer, go to Indeed.com slash radio. That's Indeed.com slash radio. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Trust, quality, value.
2: Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs,